clock is five minutes slow. so um i will start off just by ensuring that everybody has turned off their mobile phones please there are no fire drills expected so if the alarms do go off please make your way to the outside of the building um we have two substitutes on the panel today gary lecount and vic ranger other than that's a full committee and um i will ask your permission if i can sign off the previous minutes if everybody's in agreement yeah okay can we consider those signed i'll sign them afterwards and with no further ado we'll move straight on to utt 17 2241 sorry yes all right have we got any declarations of interest gentlemen we have okay mr chambers non-pecuniary uh with item um Got to see which one it is now, Mr. Chairman. You're supposed to be prepared. UCT 172167, full, the Dells at Con. Okay. Right. Non. Yeah, noted. Uh, Councillor Fairhurst. Mr. Chairman, just to humour me, um, Planning Committee of Suffolk Town Council. Okay, thank you very much. And Councillor Ranger? Yeah, collegiate responsibility, uh, relationship as. Uh, uh, noted by our legal officer at the last meeting with one of the applicants on item six on the agenda at the Dells. Okay, thank you very much. That's all noted. Any others? No? Okay. In that case, we will move on. Yeah? Good to go. Maddie, would you like to present on Henham, please? <coughs> Uh, this application relates to a site that is outside development limits to the south of Henham. It is a narrow, rectangular piece of land, approximately 0.2 hectares in area. The lawful use of the land is a haulage yard with a stationary of two residential mobiles on the land. There is also a building for storage and the repair of commercial vehicles on the site. To the southern and eastern boundaries is open agricultural land. Adjoining the north of the site is a residential property and a commercial nursery. The residential property has windows to the side elevation facing the site. There are currently 20 unlawful lampposts on the site which are at a height of 5 metres. The site is also currently being used for commercial car parking for which an enforcement notice and stop notice has been issued on the 29th of September. The application is for the retention of 10 of the 20 existing lampposts at a reduced height of 2 metres. This slide shows the lampposts to be retained. The existing lampposts close to um, the residential house here and the existing lampposts here and to, to the east of the site here do not form part of this application. The lampposts are fitted with hoods so that the light is directed downwards to avoid sky glow. The agent has stated that the lampposts would be fitted with the equivalent of 60 watt bulbs producing 700 lumens. The agent also has stated that they would be agreeable to the lighting being controlled by sensors. This slide shows the location of the existing 20 lampposts which are currently at an unacceptable height of 5 metres. The next, um, slide shows sorry, the next slide shows some photographs of the site. As shown, the site is completely hard surfaced and is enclosed by a palisade fenced into all boundaries. 
There is Conifor Hedge Row between Haulage Yard and adjacent dwelling to the north, known as Hilltop. So this um, shows you from the south, looking north into the site. And that just, that's the entrance to the site. That's the house, the residential house to the north. And that's looking towards the entrance of this site. Um, this is the site, adjacent site, um, which um, this shows the lighting. There is actual flood lighting on the adjacent site to the north, which is a commercial use. Um, the flood lighting here is illuminated from 6 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock at night when the business closes. And they also have bollard lighting to the driveway. The site is in an elevated location and these photographs, photographs show the view from the south. And this is a nighttime shot showing the existing lighting. There have been 147 representations received objecting to the application. This application follows previously refused applications for 20 lampposts at a height of 5 metres and an application dismissed on appeal for a gypsy site. It is therefore necessary to assess whether this application overcomes the previous reasons for refusal and the reasons for the appeal being dismissed. The unlawful car parking and the unlawful existing 5 metre lighting are subject to enforcement action and do not form part of this application. This application has halved the number of the proposed lights, removing the lighting closest to the nearest neighbouring residential property and reduced their height from 5 metres to meet 2 metres, which is the same height as the boundary fencing. The lights also would not be illuminated 24 hours a day, which can be controlled by a condition. The illumination levels would also be controlled by a condition. It is considered that this proposal represents a completely a radically different lighting scheme to that previously refused and subject, subject to appropriate conditions is considered to be acceptable in this rural location in accordance with Uttersford uh, Local Plan Policies S7, Gen 2, Gen 5, Gen 4 and Paragraph 125 of the MPPF. The application is therefore recommended for approval subject to the conditions listed in my report restricting the hours of illumination from 7 to 10 o'clock, illumination levels to a maximum of 1,000 lumens, and that the poles above the height of 2 metres of the 10 lampposts to be retained shall be removed within two months of this decision. Okay, thank you very much, Maddie. We have two speakers on this item. So I'd like to call firstly on Councillor Lees, if you'd like to come forward. And you have three minutes, five minutes. I won't need that many. Thank you very much for allowing me to speak, Mr Chairman. You're welcome. Because uh, interestingly, reading the planning minutes of, of late, um, one of the planning committee members had asked why Uttersford has a planning policy and somebody else said they're not here to rubber stamp officers. And the other thing, isn't it, the committee, is to give another point of view. This is the thing about the committee. And I'd like to give a, a point of view from the residents of Alstom and Henham. As the officers already stated, this site has already been causing considerable local impact 
and concern since 2015. And again, as the officer has already stated, the planning appeal, the lighting was dismissed in 2016 and those lights are still burning brightly. Us, the District Council and the local community have spent much time, money and effort to bring an end to these illegal activities, including the legal action and imposition of fines, but without very much physical effect at this time. And you know, while there may be some sympathy for seeking to grant a new permission, and maybe avoid further action, the award of this planning permission will be seen in the community as a reward for persistence of the application, of the applicant really. But there are sound planning reasons to refuse this permission. But I have to confess for me, the contempt for the legal planning procedures and respect for the local community shouldn't be rewarded and I know that's not a salient planning point and there are points. However, the evidence today provides no comfort that any conditions would be respected by the applicant, particularly the ones of the light and the lighting and the timing, because so far things haven't been adhered to legally already. Now locally, to claim that this haulage yard needs to be well lit to protect children roaming across the site is frankly fanciful. Firstly, despite the Certificate of law Lawfulness for haulage yards some 20 years ago, this site has never been used as a haulage yard, ever, in the last 20 years. And it, let's be frank here as well, children and commercial uses do not mix, and there has been no evidence of children roaming on the site. It's an enclosed site and it would be family. And you know, frankly, who has lighting in their garden for their children to be playing? It is perhaps understandable that the illegal car parking needs lighting for security, but that is the subject of current enforcement and that's no justification. So we believe that this proposal in accordance with the local plan policy, how can it be? How can this bright lighting that shines in a rural district opposite one house and a commercial centre next door protect or enhance the particular character of the part of the countryside which it is set. It is turning a rural site into a town. There is an assertion that this is a completely and radically different lighting scheme. Really? I don't really believe it is. I think it's nothing of the sort. And it's misleading to claim a benefit in reduction in number of height, in number and height, sorry, comparison with what is on the site illegally is irrelevant. Claiming that residential units can have security lighting attached to them without planning permission, in no way does this justify 10 security lights around a commercial yard. This committee would have a better opportunity of judging the proposal if you had seen the inspected the 20 lights, but I do know that you have had a site visit here. As the officer stated, there have been 147 letters of objection and recorded in the report, and they have many detailed and valid comments which can be read. This is the measure of the serious local concern here. Reducing the level of lighting from an illegal level to something less is clearly not seen as a solution to this troublesome site. Possibly, it will only encourage further illegal activity. I believe what is justified is you have to refuse this planning application. Thank you very much, sir. <coughs> Thank you, Councillor Lees. Hang on just a second. We have a car blocking in.
blocking a bride from leaving the building. Um, uh, a grey Citroen EY64 UTZ. Is that okay? Um, no, he's not for this. He's not here for this case. So we can continue, and the bride can leave the building. <laughs> not you, Patrina. <laughs> Okay, we have a second speaker on this application, um, Councillor Jenny Wigley from the Hannam Parish Council. Jenny? That's fine, I'll have a word with somebody in a moment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, councillors, I'm afraid that your officer's recommendation to approve is flawed and a grant of permission based on it will be vulnerable to judicial review and I don't, I don't say that lightly. The legal principle of the desirability of consistency in decision making requires not just having regard to a previous inspector's decision but properly understanding it. I'm afraid your officer's report fails to understand the elements of the scheme that need to change to meet the previous inspector's requirement for, and I quote, a completely and radically different lighting scheme. It was not just the height and number of lighting poles that the inspector found objectionable. He also found the nature of the lighting harmful, namely, and again I quote, the bulky light fittings and the regimented layouts. Neither of those elements are changed by this proposal. Instead, this proposal is only a reduction in the scale of the lighting. It is by no means a completely and radically different in nature. The officer's report also fails to take proper account of the advice from the environmental health officer, who is clear that the proposal has only, to some extent, addressed the objections. The EHO rec recommends that the lights be turned off at 6.30pm. That has been ignored. The lights will be able to stay on till 10pm. <coughs> It recommends controls on luminosity, but the proposed condition in fact allows higher luminosity than that proposed by the applicant, 1,000 lumens as opposed to 700. <coughs> this application can only be legally allowed, as you know, if it is in compliance with the development plan, no other material considerations having been put forward to justify it. Your officer, in her report, is by no means confident that the proposal does comply with the plan, and she is right to be underconfident. The report admits that only limited justification for the lights has been supplied. In fact, there is no information at all to demonstrate that key elements of the plan are met. Gen 5 requires a level of lighting and its period of use as the minimum necessary to achieve its purpose. Glare and light spillage has to be minimised. Gen 4 requires minimising environmental impact by appropriate mitigation measures. Councillors, there can be no assessment of whether the proposal minimises impact without a proper evidence-based justification and explanation of why it is needed. That is entirely absent, and as we've heard, the haulage yard use is not in use and has never been in use, or at least not for 20 years. Also absent is an explanation as to why other sensible mitigation measures are not used, such as, say, movement sensors so that the lights will be only on when there's activity on the site. No, none, are such, none such proposed, none such conditioned. Regarding S7, there's no assessment of visual or landscape impact. No one can sensibly find this scheme enhances or protects the countryside, and that is the test. 
Additionally, your officer's report fails to assess the proposal against emerging policy EN19, even though it accepts that that is a matter of some weight. Finally, the report is incorrect and materially misleading in its comparison with artificial lights on dwellings. It states that what is proposed is not significantly different to, different to what could be erected without the requirement for planning permission. That is entirely false. The lighting proposed is 10 regimented lighting columns, all of which is off of operational development, and none of which could be erected without planning permission. That is entirely different to a security light fitting installed on the wall of a house. In conclusion, councillors, the proposal must be rejected in order that there is compliance with, first, the principle of consistency in decision making, second, the need to take proper account of advice of internal consultees, and third, the legal requirement to determine the application in accordance with the development plan. Thank you very much, and thank you for letting me go slightly over. Thank you very much, Jenny. <coughs> okay, uh, we have no other speakers on this item. Um, in which case I will be quite happy to throw it over to the committee. So, Councillor Davey, if you'd like to start. Uh, yes, Mr Chairman, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to express my wish not to support this application for the reasons I've just heard and also because of the great number of people who are concerned and have objected to it. The number of people in Hendon who are, who are uh, against it should be considered. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Councillor Davey. I'm going to let Mr Brown speak. Councillor Davey, you need to express why you feel it's been refused. You can't just say as what's been previously said. A lot's been said. And so you, I think you need to, to sort of actually say what the reasons are. And I should also add to members, the amount of objections to an application is, is not an overwhelming material planning consideration. Uh, this is a planning consideration, not a referendum. Uh, Councillor Wells. Uh, just a question, really. I'm at a loss to understand why is it illuminated between 0700 and previously 6 and now 10? At the daytime, why does it have to be illuminated in that period? Can you That's quite a good question, actually. Uh, I'll pass that one over to Mr. Brown as well. Um, <coughs> well, I should I'm all I'm going to say is that the, the wording of that condition is within your gift, should you be mindful to approve this makes valid comments, obviously, certainly the bit in the middle of the day, why you need lighting, but I think the reasons why, it's because you would have to put two, two periods, you have to put early morning and, and night, that's probably why it's gone all day, uh, but um, it's unlikely to be illuminated during the day anyway, or there's no requirement for it to be illuminated, and it would have no impact during the day in terms of illumination, but it is within your gift if you wanted to split those, so there's no illumination during the day. <coughs> uh, does that clarify that for you? Okay. Uh, Councillor Lockman. Thank you, Chair. Um, a couple of questions I'd like to ask uh, of Mr Brown. Um, is this a conservation area? Um, oh, sorry, Councillor Jones, sorry. It's just that you were answering that and I just... Yes, sorry. Yeah, no, it's not a conservation area. Okay, and I've um, a couple more. Um, I understand there's a commercial site next door. Um, and it, it, is there? And is that lit, please? There, there is a, a commercial site next door, and it does have a couple of flood lighting. Um, they didn't have permission for the flood lighting, um, and they're 
higher than the actual lighting on this site, the existing lighting on this site. Um, but they have been there for more than four years, so they're exempt from enforcement action. Thank you. I just wondered if there was um, something in the area that was lit and is a commercial. So it's next door to this site. Yeah. And it's active, is it, to show you? Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's the photograph of the lighting right. on the commercial site yeah, next no door. <coughs> okay, and um, if you could tell me uh, the difference between these lights and the original lights. I know there's less of them and they're lower and the others lit up the sky and I believe these will be down lights. Is that true? Right, this um, the slide now shows where the existing lights are which are at a height of five metres. Um, the lights here, here, all these lights here and the light in here here will be removed, do not form part of this um, application. So basically the lights that affect this residential house, because they've got uh, windows in this side elevation, will be removed and then you won't have this continuous line of lighting here. They're going to be re reduced in height to two metres, which is the same height as the external fencing surrounding the site. Thank you. So just, just to reiterate, there's a commercial lit site next door that is active. It's not a conservation area and the lights are completely different. That's right. And the, the previously, at the moment, the, the lights are on 24 hours a day. This application is to reduce that time so they're not on all over the night. And that's in our gift if we were to approve it. That can be controlled by condition. Okay. Thank you very much. <coughs> Councillor Lodge. Thank you, Chair. I'm, I'm struggling to understand what the real stated reason may be for these lights. Um, there is um, um, a certificate of lawful use, I think, for a, um, a haulage yard, and I presume that rather, rather came from, from, from it being a certificate, that came from it being used as a haulage yard and, and uh, late permission effectively was uh, was applied for. So um, that, that was the original reason, but it's not being used as that. Um, I think as we all know, there was, there was an application for a traveller's site, uh, which, which was turned down, which, which may have needed them. Um, we have the, uh, the, the current use of which there's um, action, enforcement action being taken, so that use will be taken away. So as I see it at the moment, there is no use for this yard. And so a question I would be asking would be, why do you then need lights? What, what is the reason for it? And um, to, to answer Mr. Brown from earlier, I think that, that, that there are some very good planning reasons we could, we could put for turning this down and uh, we, we could maybe talk if we, if we go that way. But I would be inclined effectively to, 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 to turn this down at the moment, basically saying there's, there's no reason for it, there's no use for it. Come back with a use for this site, if it's a commercial use for the site, and then we could look at what lighting might be appropriate. We're working in a complete vacuum here, and I would certainly not vote for this at the moment. <coughs> okay, thank you very much. Uh, Councillor Ranger and then Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Chairman. Um, the a haulage yard with it is uh, a permitted use for the area, um, 
and the haulage yard in that sort of location would need some additional artificial light, I can see that. Um, I, I would support this application if conditions two and four could be varied. Um, condition two... Uh, determines the hours between seven and ten um, for illumination, I would like to see that strengthened by um, incorporating sensors both on uh, light and movement, so that they're only on when they're absolutely needed. Um, I'm sure the technology is there to be able to do that. And then condition four, um, I think is a little bit woolly, and I would like it to say, um, any light not any lighting column not authorised by this permission, if granted, shall be removed within two months, rather than leave it. It just seems um, a little bit woolly there, and I'd like it to be clearer. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Mr Chairman. I was uh, going to say exactly the same thing. I think the problem we have here is that our, our, our sense of common justice is against the idea of rewarding non-compliance. There's a lot of wool in this. Um, we have an enforcement action. Um, they don't seem to comply with prior, prior orders. Um, there aren't any two-metre lights there at all, they're all five-metre lights, so we're not looking at retrospective at all. Um, it isn't a caravan assignment, which the application seems to say it is, and these things are all understood, but we in the committee have to be dispassionate about the process and look at what we have in front of us. What we have in front of us is an application by a haulage yard, which does have permitted use, and I suggest that those conditions would serve to, to, to achieve the objectives we need to achieve within the ambit we've got. We can't go beyond our mandates and decide that this is not, not you know, correct for other reasons. We leave those out. So I would also suggest um, and propose, in fact, that those that um, um, Condition 2 and Condition 4 get tightened up a little bit. I do think sensors are important, um, and lightage does seem a little uh, uh, um, unnecessary in a, in a summer day, but it might be different at night. Um, but sensors do... Uh, mitigate against it anyway. So my suggestion would be to agree on that basis. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. Well, I, I did note that the, I agree with Councillor Fairhurst, and I did notice, uh, and Councillor Ranger, sorry, 